Welcome to Three Blondes, One Battle. How are you girls doing today? You're doing really good. I'm really excited about this episode. Um, definitely a topic that I feel like needs to be talked about. Yeah, doing well, Nikki, and I agree with Bobby. Um, when you, yeah, when we were just talking about uh, potentially this being a topic, I thought, yeah, definitely a topic that it's a harder topic than a lot of some of the other topics of the mess. Although, who are we kidding? A lot of the topics are hard, but this is definitely more on the uncomfortable side. But yeah. I think uh, it's a great, it's a great topic to, or a great uh, subject to tackle. Yeah. yeah. So bladder health. So we're going to talk today about bladder health and just um, bladder symptoms and how it seems. Yes. You, nobody wants to think about it. Nobody wants to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. Then you start getting into the other, the bowel. It, I didn't even like read up on that. Like that just scares the crap out of me. So let's just talk about one scary topic at a time. <laughs> it's just because, you know, bladder, it's actually something that I'm managing right now. Um, so I have a little bit more to kind of share and talk about. I don't know about the other issues. I guess we can talk about that hopefully like in 15 50 years from now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Who knows when that, like, who knows if it'll happen. It's MS, right? We don't know. We don't know. It could come. It could not like, you just don't know. Um, so yeah. Um, Bobby, what you were saying before we went live, um, about how about you share about how, you know, we don't think it's going to happen now. It's, you know, what, what I was talking about before you, you don't think it will happen to you because you're young. Why would a symptom, something like this, that you foresee, you know, your grandparents and your, you know, late seventies, eighties, nineties. And so why would it happen to you? And mm -hmm. it's hard to accept those things because it's uncomfortable because there's things that you're going to have to go through that mentally, like I'm in my thirties, my early thirties. Yeah. And having to, you know, I do have like, you know, hearing their problems, but it makes me nervous because I don't want it to happen yet. And I think it's the mindset side of like learning how to not just overcome it, but learn how to live with it. I think that's the hardest Man part and manage it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it does, it can like interfere with our life, right? When we are, especially like you were saying, Bobby, you're young, we're young, we are on the go, we're not um, stationary. And so that affects then how, yeah, how we do things, how we live and our daily activities. Yeah. Of life. Yeah, for sure. And in the and we'll share basically there's a YouTube video that we all three of us watched before we um decided to talk about this. And we'll share that in um the notes of this podcast with you so you can watch it. But it was very eye-opening. And I think that, you know, one of the key things that stuck out to me is that this is something that all of the people that were giving their testimonials. They tried to hide it first because it, you don't want to admit it to your spouse. You don't want to admit it to your significant other. It's just something that you want to try to, um, you know, uh, avoid combo until you have to. And, and at some point you're just going to have to be honest or you're going to be in isolation. You're going to isolate yourself. And, and then what does that lead to depression? So um, it's better just to know as it's happening 
um, okay, like this is, this is what's happening. And then I can tell you what kind of what's been done with me, just in case like that's coming up for you. And you're just wondering like, oh, what is this appointment going to look like? But, um, yeah. it did talk about common right. symptoms. I'm curious whether you guys have any of these common symptoms. So the, there's five sort of common symptoms that come with, um, bladder problems. Um, one is urgency. Like you just got to mm -hmm. get to the bathroom or you might, you might, you might pee a little bit. And now that comes with pregnancy that comes with childbirth. So some of that is like, eh, is that MS or is that because I've popped out a couple of babies? Like, right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, I have got tons of friends that, you know, they don't have MS, but they've got problems with urgency. So that's number one. Um, number two is frequency. Now, when it comes to going more than eight times in 24 hours, that's a problem. And that is definitely me. Uh, absolutely. Like I probably pee 12 times a day, like 10 to 12 times a day. Um, the third common symptom is nocturia. So it's getting up more than two times during the night. Oh, could you imagine? Like that's a pain. Um, the fourth would be urge incontinence. Like you can't get there in time. Um, and then they talk about intermittency. So basically you have problems starting and stopping the flow. Um, hesitancy, like you can't get started. You just kind of like sit there and you're like, okay, I don't have to pee. I can't, nothing's coming out. Um, and then finally, the last is kind of a combination of all of those. And um, the doctor was talking, this, this um, doctor that was leading this talk was talking like, that's the most, you know, that's the most complicated. However, here's the positive thing about all of that. And then we could talk about kind of what you guys deal with. Um, all of that is, is fixable. It's, it can all be fixed. And so that's kind of like, let's just like, you know, without scaring you right off the bat, like all of this is fixable. Is it going to be comfortable? Right. No. Some of the tests that you have to go through, like I'm even dreading, right? Like I, I retain 300 CCs. They talk about the average person. Um, once there's four to eight ounces of fluid, the nerves in the bladder send the signals to the spinal cord, which signals the brain that the bladder needs to be emptied. Well, if those nerve endings are off, like holding 300 cc's, that's not so great. Like I have a friend, he's secondary progressive. He holds 800 cc's. So, I mean, at that point, you know, he could probably really feel it. Um, I always kind of have pressure down there a little bit, um, which is just down there. It's just the bladder area. You get to kind of know like what that feeling is. Um, right. Intense. I would say if there was 800 cc's to a thousand, okay, that would be I would probably be trying to get into, um, my urologist visit before January. Like I scheduled for January. I canceled my last one because I was so scared for my next appointment, which we can talk about later. But what do you guys, do you guys have any of these symptoms? Um, so yeah, I would say, um, well, when I'm, I've always been, since I first even got diagnosed with MS subject to UTIs, which leads to the urgency. And, you know, whenever one of those comes on, I think it's to be, you know, that for me, that was kind of the beginning of like realizing like what, you know, just the bladder function and just that, that sense of like, okay, this is not, you know, this is not normal. So you have pain and urination sensations. You, you know, I definitely experienced that. Um, a fair amount. In fact, something that had started with my UTIs too, which was different. And, and a lot of doctors depends on who you go. I feel like even neurologists, to be honest with you, some of my different neurologists that I've had in the past, I don't feel like they tackle this issue well either. Yeah. Um, cause they just autumn, they don't talk about it. They don't even sometimes know, like I have, um, 
like um, whenever I'm getting a UTI or sometimes some sort of like urinary bladder symptom, I also have right um, foot pain, which is really weird, right? Wow. Right, like all of a sudden I have like a weird like sensation in my right foot that resembles like kind of like either a burning sensation or some sort of like burning sensation in my right foot. It's like the, the most bizarre thing, which wow. not yeah. So I don't know. I just, it's very bizarre, but I feel like, um, just recently my last neurology appointment, the doctor just, uh, um, actually brought up like, Hey, you should think about seeing a urologist. Cause I was saying, um, sometimes I feel like I can't fully, I have to really think about it or push on my bladder to fully like, feel like I'm like to make sure I'm concentrating to make sure I'm like completely eliminate, you know, elimination. Yeah. yeah. So, um, she had brought that up, which I have not done. Um, I avoided <laughs> that appointment. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, do you right ever now. sit next to somebody like in the rest area? It's like, if you're in a restroom and you can hear their flow and you're like, God, I'm like, I'm flow jealous. Like, I've never thought that I would be like jealous of somebody's pee, but like they, they like eliminate so much. It's like, Oh my God, they're like horses over there. And then I started realizing like, <laughs> the more I'm around people peeing, I'm like, no, I'm the weird one. I'm the, I'm the weird one that barely tinkles it out. Right. Like, <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's, I have that envy. Yeah, <laughs> That's a good point, Nikki. But I mean, I feel like I just started noticing this and like, I, like thinking about it, being more aware of it. Like I, I honestly feel like I've been in the dark, not dark, but just kind of, um, yeah, not paying, paying as much attention, but it, it definitely is a thing. Um, so yeah, I start with, I go about, I, I get up and I feel more because of the pressure and I get up probably twice a night at least oh, to go to the bathroom, too. but also she, yeah, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'm not even going that much. I just feel pressure. And I would say she also brought up in that video and, and something we'll talk about is just that high, because I do drink a lot of water, yeah. like a lot of water. And so, right. We probably all three of us would drink a lot of water. I mean, I ebb and flow on, but I try to be, you know, there's been times where I've tried to drink at least a gallon of water a day. Yeah. And so you're, you're, and I always attribute to like, well, that's why I'm going pee a lot. Cause I'm drinking yeah. a lot of water. Yeah. 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 She talks about timed, uh, drinking. So basically like tips, well, we could talk about tips, but that's one of them time drinking. And so, you know, setting a time, knowing that you're going to have to go to the bathroom, like maybe stop drinking water around seven. I definitely do not stop drinking water around seven. In fact, I had this huge drink, like huge glass. It was like nine 30 last night. I was like, damn, I just learned about this. What am I doing? So it's almost like to get in that habit of not drinking. Cause we are all like water drinkers to not drink it. So we're going to have to set an alarm on our phone like stop drinking to get into that habit because right now we drink water whenever we want and that's why we probably have to go all the time at night yeah right right absolutely yeah. what about what about you bobby you know um i actually started personally like seeing certain like changes i guess you could say like recently so like what Tara was talking about, I, um, like I can go to the bathroom, but I know that my bladder isn't fully released. So I have to sit on the toilet for a while and then, then I can like finish and really? it's weird. But, yeah, it's weird. And it just, like, I started noticing it, um, probably this year. Well, I would say around the holidays, actually, mm -hmm. I started like noticing and like water is like 
super important to me is drinking. And the thing is like, when I drink water, I don't sip on water all day because I can't do that. So I'll set certain times and then that's, I'll chug water. Mm. And then I don't have it, have mm-hmm. it else because I can't, I won't get water in because I can't sip on water. Water sure. just doesn't sound satisfying, you know, but uh, yeah, during the night, like ever since, and I don't know if it's because of my insomnia, but I always have like that pressure, like in my stomach and it's pr- pr- not a lot because I always go before I go to bed mm-hmm. and I always take uh, my prescriptions um, like right after dinner time. So it's not right before bed because that makes me nervous. I'm drinking water before bed, mm-hmm. but I still wake up two to three times like throughout okay. the night. And I didn't really think anything of it. Cause I'm thinking, Oh, I just drank a lot of water throughout the day mm-hmm. or oh, it's probably my insomnia. And Oh, every time when I get up, I go straight to the bathroom. So I'm like, mm-hmm. it's really hard. Like sometimes like it feels like there's something there, but sometimes nothing happens or mm-hmm. like a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating because I'm like, all I want to do is go to sleep and yeah. not keep waking up. But you know, like it's it's uncomfortable to talk about. Gosh, I'm only 31. Like I've had two kids. Yeah. And you know, I don't want this, but I'm trying to be more like aware of it, letting my doctors know and everything. And and it's like what you were talking about, both of you, like it's uncomfortable going to, going to a new doctor, like, especially when you've been going to the doctor for mm-hmm. so many years, like you're like, you know, the steps, you kind of know what's going to happen. So it's like mentally preparing, like, okay, like mm-hmm. this appointment, we're going to go, but sometimes we cancel because we're like, mm-hmm. I don't think I can deal with this right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's kind of like in the place where I'm at. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. being catheterized. It sucks. Like, I'm sorry. So if you, so, okay. I mean, yeah. When she said that, I, yes, that is like one of my worst fears. I'm like, it just it horrible. Is, it, horrible. So when she's like, Oh, at some point, oh. if you do have to catheterize yourself, like it could be as oh, I know. next to the stall next to you. It's like, oh, how as a female, like I could see as a man, like I could see how quickly, cause it's external. Like how the heck are you going to find that teeny tiny little hole? Like, I'm sorry. Like I can't, most people wouldn't even be able to stick their head down that low. They're not flexible enough or, you know, their belly fats in the way. Like, I mean, it's not for us cause we're very healthy, but the average person, like, how would you do that so quickly? Um, when you were talking about pressure, so just for the listeners, like the pressure, the lower abdominal area, when you're feeling that pressure, that is your bladder. And so, I mean, um, when it comes to UTIs, like, yes, we're more prone to UTIs, but essentially, um, UTIs typically, you know, you're peeing more often. There's pain when you're, um, urinating, there's burning when you're urinating. If you don't have any of those things, sometimes you could have, you know, if you let it go too long, you're going to have a temperature. If you don't have any of those things, it's probably your bladder. Trust me, because I've gone to so many urgent cares because having MS, you're scared. You're like, okay, I can't get a UTI. Cause that might cause an ac- exasperation. Like I I can't. 
So, so I go to a lot of these like doctor visits, right? Like thinking it's a UTI, just like today. Um, I was actually in Iowa, go Hawkeyes. I'm wearing, like I'm representing by wearing their hat today. Um, but I was actually, when I got out there after traveling the 18 hour drive, um, which I was peeing every hour or hour and a half. And if I didn't have to go, I didn't have to go. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. So anyway, I got out there and I was like, great. I got a UTI or a bladder infection or something because it's not right down there. So I went to the VA, uh, Iowa VAs are amazing. I walked in and I was seen within 30 minutes. This is at the ER seen within 30 minutes out within an hour and a half, like out with, with the medication within an hour and a half. Like it was amazing. Anyway, he's like, your white blood count is pretty, um, pretty low for a UTI. Maybe you caught it at the beginning. It's like, I'm going to give you, uh, um, some meds just in case for five days. Well, nothing changed over five days. So when I left Iowa, I was still having the same symptoms. I'm like, great. I still have a UTI. So long story short, I went to the VA this morning. Um, I don't have a UTI, same symptoms. So it's probably a bladder issue. Like I'm literally having the same symptoms of a UTI. And they did talk about that in the video that it could be a pseudo, right? Like it could be, what were they talking about? Like it could, it could be mimicking. Do you remember that part? the pseudo exasperation. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of funny that you say that because I forgot to point this out. So I'm prone to UTIs, but the weirdest thing, um, the re okay. So one of my ER visits that I went to, I was like very like, uh, lethargic, like super weak. Um, I had like, mm -hmm. I just felt uncomfortable down there. I didn't mm -hmm. have burning. I didn't have any of that. They did the test and they're like, you have a really bad UTI infection. And I'm like, how in the heck would I would have known? Because I don't have like the burning sensation yeah. or anything like that when it came to it. And they, they kind of, the ER doctor kind of just looked at me. He was like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure. And I'm yeah. like, how would I would have known that. Like, yeah. and so that's how my, yeah, like, that's guys go. Like it's, it's, it's frustrating because I'm like, is this really one or is this like something else going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I is wonder why that is that there it's asymptomatic. Yeah. It's yeah, weird. And it, is... like, yeah. And then on add on top of it, you're in the middle yeah, the of the only. Yeah. And you, your VA, your yeah. VA, you know, you have to go to the VA. So on top of the fact that you have to travel, now you got to go to the VA and you know how that works. Yeah. I mean, they're just like clueless sometimes. So, oh, that stinks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So they, they do talk about tips when it comes to, well, yeah. So I'll talk about the tips. Oh, right. Bladder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When it comes to tips for bladder health. And I will say that I don't do number one. Mm -hmm. Like, so, I mean, there are things that you can do to help and I don't do them. Right. It's one of those things where you're, when you hear it, you're like, oh, maybe I should, but then you choose not to. Yeah. So of course you're going to have bladder issues. I mean, Although, yeah, when she, I when, you know, it's true. Like, I think even as us, all three of us are moms, I mean, we know one of them from because they start telling us about that after we deliver our kids to do Kegels. So, I mean, I think you are, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind. So then you don't think, and then you don't do it. But if we pay attention and we continue to educate ourselves and, and don't put it in the back of our mind, then we can think about that and do like something like, okay, what are things to strengthen my pelvic floor? You know, what are things 
And like you yeah. said, Nikki, we can go into that. And one of them is like the Kegels, like, okay, let's do those exercises. But that's only for people that can't stop, that are having incontinence. That is not helpful for people like me that retain. That's actually not Okay, yeah, for, for the retention, but it is for the, yeah, but it for is for the- For people that can't, that needs to strengthen that muscle at the bottom to like hold right. it in. Yes, like those are right. those type of exercises. There's completely different exercises for people that are retaining and can't release the urine, um, which again, you so what are some things? Yeah. So when it comes to exercises, I just don't truly know. You'd have to see a physical therapist because I mean, I was given, um, you know, we, we don't have time to go into like the details on, but just know that yes, Kegels is not the answer for those that are retaining and they can't release it. Um, but tips for bladder health in general, you're supposed to avoid irritants. So when it comes to bladder irritants, come on, caffeine, like coffee's my life. Oh, should I give it up? Probably on days that I drink like a nitro. Uh, uh, how can drink. you? One cup a day at least. Um, so it's probably, well, so nitro cold brews are the worst thing. And that's what I drink every day. So, okay, Nikki, like it's my own fault, right? Like there's a lot of caffeine in those. Um, alcohol, it just shouldn't be drinking. Do I drink? Did I drink in Iowa? Is that why it got worse? Absolutely, I did. Should I have? No, I know it's an irritant. Um, smoking, that's like kind of a no brainer in 2022, um, artificial sweeteners. I feel like most people know that, uh, constipation. That's not good. So like, I have noticed if I, so magnesium, magnesium, magnesium. Um, if you're not taking magnesium every day, I'll take 800 milligrams a day. Um, so I'm never constipated. However, if I do go two days and I can feel like, man, when it comes to MS, there's so many things to be like, we, people don't talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Okay. So, you know, when you pee, okay. So let me just, so when there's poop in your butthole, you can actually feel that like it, it, it's going to affect like, okay, use your finger. Like you, you, you could just like feel it sitting there. Like, you know, you have to poop. And on days like that, like my, like I pee so much more. So it wasn't shocking to me that, that constipation is a bladder irritant. It's all in that same year area. Um, and so it's really important if you're not pooping, you need to look into taking magnesium every day. Um, I think the average person should, and just mess around with the, the milligrams per day. Um, and then lastly, mm -hmm. concentrated urine is terrible. So those that people, those people that think, well, then I just won't drink water. Uh, guess what? Just, okay, fine. You might not yeah. be able to pee, but guess what? You're hurting yourself even more. So that part's like, oh man, it's a double okay. whammy. You think that maybe if you don't drink more water, like less water, you won't go as much, but it's actually terrible for your bladder to have it so acidic. Oh, I Oh yeah. And then completely like your body flourishes off of water. It mm -hmm. needs water more than it needs food. Mm -hmm. And we kind of forget, like, especially with our brain, like we need like that fluid because the very first thing, like our muscles get the first dibs on everything. So our brain always comes last. Yeah. And, um, you know, making sure like you're taking care of your whole entire body and water. I feel like water doesn't get enough credit because it does 
lubricates your joints. Um, it flourishes your into all of your organs. Yeah. Um, when we start getting dehydrated, it starts pulling water from all of your organs first, which we don't want that to happen. Like we want our organs to flourish and do their job. And like you're saying, if you're not doing it, you are, you know, you're harming yourself. And the longer that you do it, the longer effects of, you know, destroying things that shouldn't be happening. Sure. Yeah. So those are like the bladder irritants. Then some tip, the last three, four tips are timed drinking. So Bobby already does that because she doesn't really love water, but for people that love water, like it's setting us trying to gulp it at certain times throughout the day, instead of just sipping all day, that's actually beneficial for your bladder health. Um, frequent bathroom. Oh, no. uh, oh, go ahead. I said, that's really good to know. <laughs> yeah, you're already doing it, man. You're already doing it. Um, let's see. Then it was quick access. Well, duh, quick access to bathrooms. Like you don't want crap in the way. Like you just, you know, it needs to be accessible. That was kind of a no brainer to me. Um, frequent yeah. bathroom oh, drinks. What does that mean? Frequent bathroom drinks helps get into a routine. I don't know what that means. I, that was pretty crappy notes. Do you remember that part? No, I don't remember that one. Okay. Well, we'll skip that. And then finally it was, um, wearing pads. So that's, I mean, for those that have issues, um, holding it in and it like leaks, I mean, that's kind of, that's easy. Just wear like a small, like, you know, on day five of your period where there's like nothing, but you want to wreck your yeah. underwear, you know, just something like small like that. Right. Like it, that's not a huge deal. I feel like when we hear pads, like you don't want to talk about it. Cause you think of like the big, like overnight maxi, like pads that you would, you're like, Oh God, you're going to see it through yeah. my you know nightgown. You don't typically, you know, you don't have to go that or maybe yeah. some people do. It's just part of, you know, our bladder health. Yes. Um, so I, yeah, so I'll just give you an idea real quickly of kind of what they've done for my issues. I was having, um, pelvic floor pain for, I would say it's been like two years. And just recently, um, I was like, fine, I'll go to urologist. Why am I going to urologist? This pelvic floor pain. Like I've been going to a PT for month after month after month for over a year. And so my first visit to the urologist, what they're going to do is they're going to have, um, you get an ultrasound. They're going to look at the ultrasound and see how much urine you're retaining. So first thing, when you get there, you're going to go in the bathroom, go pee, give them your analysis. And then you literally just peed. Then they're going to do an ultrasound and see how much extra urine is left in your bladder. That part, um, will be, uh, either it's going to be one. 50 or less. And so they'll be able to see up to 150. Well, if you're more than 150, you're going to have to be catheterized. And so that's the part where, of course, like she was saying, people just kind of like stop in their tracks. That was me. And in fact, I just started bawling and I'm like, I don't want it. Like, I don't want to be catheterized. Um, and oh. she's like, well, I have to know how much you're retaining. Cause I don't, I don't feel that I've got anything down there. I just go all the yeah. time. Right. Yep. Um, 
So, uh, it was literally within seconds. She was able to do it. These guys are professionals. So if you go to urologist, don't be so scared. Like they do this for a living. I didn't even feel it. It's not like going to the ER and getting catheterized. I literally was bawling. How much longer do you have to, how much longer is it going to be in there? Because they don't know what they're doing. Right. Like that was my only experience with being catheterized. And it was such a terrifying experience in the ER that I never wanted again. Well, get that out of your mind. Urologist, like they do that for a living. It's going, you're not going to feel it. It's going to be fast. They're going to, you know, uh, yeah, it's going to come out into like one of those, like, you know, uh, cylinder cups and they're going to see how much you're retaining. Um, so at that point, um, they typically will do, you know, physical therapy, like they'll suggest physical therapy. I'm like, I already did physical. I'm already doing it. Um, but if you haven't already done it, that's typically the next step. They're going to try to, um, do something that is not invasive right away. So you're going to go to PT. You're going to learn how to strengthen the muscles, how to, you know, if you're having trouble releasing it, they're going to give you exercises. If you're having uh, trouble holding it, they're going to give you exercises. You're going to try that for about three months. You're going to come back. So I'm to the comeback part that I canceled that I was scared of because the day after you get the catheterized, they don't talk about this. Um, go ahead and just take some, um, Tylenol or ibuprofen day of, because it doesn't hurt when it happens, but after they remove it, let me tell you what your bladder is going to be pissed off at you. You're going to be going every 30 minutes after that catheterization, your bladder, your bladder is so irritated and nobody ever told me that. And I was in so much pain. Even the next day, I'm like, I can't stand this. I was like, oh yeah, crap. I could take Tylenol. And all. So just like know that you should probably take that ahead of time and the next day. So you don't have to experience what I experienced and dread the next time. That's a great tip. Yeah. Um, so the next time I come in, what they're actually going to do is have me drink a certain amount of uh, liquid. Then they're going to have me sit on an actual, I'm like, Oh God, I have to pee in front of somebody. I already have stage fright when there's somebody next door to me, you know, uh, in the stall next to me at church. I'm like, Oh God, can they hear me pee? Like, it reminds me of the military when they give you that pee test. Right. Like, and they, and they like, they're standing right there and you're like, I can't go. You're staring at me. Like, can you at least turn your back? And so they turn your back and you still can't go like, Oh, great. Can't look. Can't wait to look forward to that. (laughs) I just like, it's like terrifying anyway. So you go and you go, you sit on their little potty. I don't know, whatever it is. Like, I'm not quite sure what they're measuring. They're, they're, they're um, measuring the pressure. It comes out They're They're going to look at all sorts of things that you just think you're peeing, but they're, this thing will measure way more than just peeing. Um, and then at that point, they're going to do another ultrasound, see how much is retained after that. And just like evaluate it. And, um, there's just different things that you can do at that point. Um, there is an invasive procedure where they, um, actually put something into your body. I think that's like the last step. Um, there's one where they can, uh, stimulate a nerve around your foot. Did you write down everything or write down some of the... Now some of the treatments. So it's in the video that we'll, we'll give you guys in the show notes. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, at that point, there are things that you can do. There's medications that you can take based on what this like, um, device shows them. That would be like the easiest, right? It's like, Oh dude, just let a medication. Like I am so anti big pharma, but when it comes to pee in, like, give me that med. Like, (laughs) I don't like, (laughs) like, I'd rather that than have something inserted into me. Oh, and by the way, I did learn, um, that Botox, I was actually really looking forward to getting Botox to release those muscles until I listened to that YouTube. And I was like, wait a second. That's probably why they didn't do it because I have 
Yeah. So if you get Botox, it could actually make it so um, your body is too relaxed, right? So like the reason I wanted it is to relax the freaking bladder so it can release that 300 cc's. Well, it might, it might do that in short term, but in long term, it could wreck everything. And then you'll have to catheterize yourself. It's like, uh, glad they didn't do Botox. Yeah. 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 Glad they didn't give the patient what the patient wanted. Um, so sometimes aren't as smart as we think we are. Sometimes we have to surrender to the, you know, to the specialist, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's uh that's what I have. That was my experience. We'll see where it goes. Um, it's definitely a pain in the butt, and it's something that none of us want to. Um, well, you know, none of us want to deal with, we don't want to have to think about bathroom stops and having to like be that annoying, like I got to pee again, but I think if you explain it kind of the way that we just talked about to your significant other or your family members, like they'll understand, like, it's just, (laughs) I love it's the, it's quote unquote MS norm. It's the MS norm. And I don't, and I don't like titles. I don't like, you know, surrendering to and I don't want MS to be in charge of anybody's life, but it is something that is here. It's present. And yeah. Don't you think? Oh, completely. It's just like how, like you were saying, it's not like, like surrendering to it. Like I give up, like it's going to do what it's going to do. And I'm just going to have to do whatever that it wants or whatnot. I'm definitely not saying that. Um, but it it's okay to you know realize that this is a part of ms it is a part um not meaning that everyone's going to experience it but there's a good good chunk of people that are going to and not even realize it probably for a couple of years because you know we go into denial like every symptom you know i know personally for me i i go into denial i go into denial every time when i have a um ms attack Mm -hmm. i instantly i don't think of my ms i think of something else and Mm -hmm. it doesn't register to my brain until like a couple days later that i've been dealing with this and i'm like could it be like ms like i don't want it to be and so like call up the doctor and they're like yeah it is and i'm like I don't, my mind, I think it's just, it's still part of like, I deny it until Mm -hmm. like it's in my face. Like it it really is, but it doesn't mean like your life is ruined. It doesn't mean that, you know, you have to give up everything in life. And that's Mm -hmm. the one thing I've learned, like, you know, in my short 31 years of life is, you know, there's no right way to go about living life. There's so many avenues to do, to be able to do something just because you can't do how you used to do it before you can still do it. It just, it might look different. It might not feel comfortable to you, but you'll get there. Like you will get comfortable. You will find that path for you. And sometimes there's a bump in the road and you just shift gears and you figure out, okay, what can I do in this situation and keep on going? doesn't mean that toxic positivity or anything like that but it's just meaning that you aren't going to let this certain thing destroy you. Yes. Not saying, you know, you definitely want to feel your emotions, but at the same time, like you are still in control. Um, 
I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. And I think talking about it and just knowing that we all manage it in some sense. So you're not alone. You're not weird. You're not, you know, in 80% of people with MS, um, the lesions block or delay transmission of nerve signals in areas of the CNS um, that control the bladder and urinary sphincters. So 80%, you guys, like that's a lot of us. So you're not, you know, just know that just a little research and I know a little, it's kind of a little scary and it might not get that. It might just stop at, you know, the exercises. And if you're great at doing the exercises, you actually do them. Um, you actually avoid the stimulants we were talking about. You might never have issues. You know, it might just be yeah. us that are not doing what we're supposed to be doing, right? Like you, you're not, you're not, not drinking the caffeine. You're not, not drinking the alcohol. Like just, you know what you need to do now, just take it from here. And, um, you're educated now you can't unknow what you know. And, um, yeah. And you're not alone. So exactly. never know alone. We'll have to do a follow-up, uh, episode, um, how, what you go through and what, you know, all the knowledge that you're going to be experiencing. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would good uh follow-up to be continued episode to be continued i didn't schedule till january because you know no i didn't do that on purpose that was the first available good old north carolina healthcare. north carolina woo, woo, wish i was back in iowa but you know i'm north carolina so um we'll follow up yeah. in january i guess <laughs> we'll see how it goes all it's right crazy. Well, we hope that you enjoyed the show and um, we'll definitely uh, post in the show notes all of the information we were talking about today. Yes. Well, it's right. great. Talking. You too. Have a good day. You too. Bye guys. Bye.